Hi, welcome to the Beth Show Ever. I'm Beth Allers, and uh, today we're going to talk about some of the resources that are available are on other websites that I really enjoy. Homeschool Legal Defense and also um, Chia of California. I want to put in a, a overall theme that I think will carry through through the next the next several shows because it's encompassing it, um, the idea of education. Education is an atmosphere, a discipline, and a life. This is from um, my favorite educator from 1800s in England. Her name is Charlotte Mason. Um, this is her original homeschooling series written in the 1800s, early 1900s. It's a whole series. And then this book, For the Children's Sake, was sort of a short summary of her ideas by an American, Susan Schaefer Macaulay. And then another, another resource that is taking these ideas and putting a lot of practical things to it is by Karen Andriola. These are some of my favorite books. Um, so the idea that homeschooling is an atmosphere, a discipline, and a life. Um, so as Thanksgiving's coming up and it's a beautiful fall fall weather, I every year I like to have a tradition with my family that is very educational, but it's so enjoyable that we don't even think of it as school. And that's the beauty of homeschooling, is it's not really school. It's life, it's atmosphere, and it's it's a discipline that's in life, but it's it's can be really pretty easy because it becomes a habit. And it's a habit that does, so when things are a habit, it doesn't take a lot of your effort. But so it becomes a rhythm, it becomes a natural rhythm and enjoyable just as the fall season, we see it coming, we anticipate it, we kind of settle into coziness. And so to bring some of that atmosphere, I brought in pumpkins and flowers of fall colors. Um, sometimes I put things like this around our house. It's just cozy. We can sit by the fire and read books. Here are, so I've collected a lot of books that I bring out at this time of the year. Sometimes I keep them in, I keep them in uh, the box with the decorations. Some of them I keep out in our bookshelf, but then I bring them out for the table later. And Anybody that comes to visit or the children when they just, they just, you know, plop on the couch, they might pick up one of these books. So these are different um, ages and different topics that we enjoyed in the season. And I love art. And, and so the illustrations and the pictures really add some of that experience that your children will remember and associate with this time of year every time it comes. This is on why do leaves change color? And so we go out for walks and we see the leaves falling and kids like to pick them up. When they're little, you like to color, color the leaves. Maybe next time I'll show you, I'll bring some leaves in. You put it, I'll put paper over it and crayons and the patterns come out of these leaves and the children are naturally curious and they say 
wow, why are, why are the leaves all these different colors? And sometimes they may take it for granted, but you could ask them, what do you think? Did you notice that a few months ago they were green? And so even if you repeat this every year, it's enjoyable and, and it reinforces some of the science and it builds curiosity in their minds. And uh, this one is on apples. Apple, it's apple season, and we incorporate this with field trips around here. There's an area called Oak Glen, and every year um, there's a lot of field trips that go through. We pick apples, the kids make apple cider, and they have um, apple pie, apple pie, and different kinds of games and contests up there. So it's a fun fall festival season. And then, of course, the book on pumpkins, these kind of things. And when you, and then it can become a cooking lesson. You get your pumpkins, you cut them up, you could put the jack-o'-lantern faces on them for Halloween, but then you can take out the insides, roast the seeds, make some pie. And it can take a lot of time, but these things that are experiential, the children will remember and they'll learn and there's some emotional component to it that builds actual like neurological connections to their knowledge so when children just sit in a classroom and they have a textbook a lot of times you've experienced it that we read and then we completely forget what we've read or when you're listening to a lecture and it's just someone talking for a long time and you're not participating. It's so easy to just leave and forget. Um, but when you are actively participating, actually like putting your hands into a pumpkin and feeling how uh, slimy the, the um, filling is, though it connects memories into your mind with the lessons. And so, experiential learning is really fun for kids and it and it it stays and they will remember for the rest of their life fall season has halloween also has thanksgiving as well as apple season and uh, country fairs um, corn mazes so these are activities that I always try to take advantage of because you can get a lot of um, even animals in there like petting zoos and things. So those are all very educational and you can extend the, the lessons at home um, in a fun way. So for Thanksgiving, one of the things that I like to do is also display, display art that may be well known. This one is called John Alden and Priscilla. And it is a it is a well known piece of art and they are pilgrims. And Thanksgiving is a time to appreciate the the pilgrims who first came to this country for religious freedom. Their stories depicted here. And what I do is I just put it up on the piano and I don't 
always talk about it a lot, but the children just become familiar with it. So part of education is just a natural atmosphere. And when the season changes, then I, I change up the atmosphere. And it becomes a variety of learning and a seasonal time of learning. So enjoy that. Enjoy that. The legal process can be intimidating. You don't know where to start and you're unsure of what to expect. The attorneys and staff at the law offices of Scott Warmoth have been serving the San Gabriel Valley for over 35 years. Helping people just like you navigate through the legal process and ensuring you're treated fairly. You can find them at law888.com or call 626-282-6868. That's 626-282-6868. Now I've got a treat for you. Let's read a book together. This is this book is called Thanksgiving, A Harvest Celebration by Julie Stegmeier, illustrated by Renee Benoit. It's a picture book, but it's a book that has still has a lot of content. It has ideas and it has um, facts that a child can naturally pick up and remember when the story is... Um, like a living story. So I'll read it to you and you feel how it's a how it's a living story and see if it resonates with your spirit. Thanksgiving, a harvest celebration. The 102 travelers left the port of Plymouth, England, bound for the promise of a new beginning and a new world. There's the ship going to the new world. Not salted beef again, Ellen Chilton cried. That's all we've had for weeks. Elizabeth Chilton, her mother, smoothed Ellen's hair. It's all we have, Ellen, she said. Be thankful that we're not starving. As the Mayflower rocked the weary travelers, Ellen's father prayed, O oh Lord, bless this food which thou hast provided for our nourishment. If it is thy will, keep us safe as we journey to our new home. Amen. Ellen added a silent prayer of her own that they would soon find land. So this, this ship at the beginning, that's the Mayflower. And this family named the Chilton family is on that ship. They're praying to see land. The Chiltons and other pilgrim families had set sail from England in September 1620 and began new lives. Everything they owned was crammed into the belly of this boat. They brought saws and hammers to build new houses, seeds and tools for gardens, cloth and dried beans to trade with the Native Americans. Even two dogs came along. After their meager supper that night, Ellen snuggled close to her mother as they lay under their quilts. Her father was on deck helping with the watch, looking for land. Suddenly, they heard shouting and running above deck. Land! Someone cried. We've spotted land! 
After almost two months of seasickness and anticipation, the little band of pilgrims had crossed the wide ocean and arrived in the new world. The Chilton family watched with great joy the next day as the Mayflower was moored in the safety of the harbor. In time, it would be their turn to step onto Plymouth Rock and finally land on solid ground again. Now our work begins, said Ellen's father. Will you help, Ellen? Ellen nodded cheerfully. How exciting to help build a new life in a new land. Remember what year was this? 1620. As the days passed, the men and boys worked quickly to build a shelter. Soon the common house became a haven for the pilgrims, a place where they could live and pray. Others lived on the Mayflower, which was still anchored in the harbor. Everyone worked to establish the colony. Ellen helped too. She carried water and gathered wood chips for kindling. She helped her mother and the other women and girls to cook what little food they could gather. So in this picture, does it look like they have restaurants and grocery stores when they land and they're hungry? No. As the winter wore on, Ellen's mother grew weak from a cough that never seemed to stop. Ellen helped her mother in the little ways she could. She fed her broth, she bathed her face with a cloth dipped in cool water, and she sang songs to bring a weak smile to her mother's thin face. Still, her mother coughed and coughed, but others were dying. Her friend's mother, her father's brother. Life in the new world was supposed to be better, but Ellen was frightened. Sometimes she thought they should have stayed in England. Ellen prayed every night that God would make her mother well. Slowly, Elizabeth Chilton did regain her health, and Ellen knew God had answered her prayers. Now, if you look at this picture, what time of the year is it beginning here? It looks cold and snowy. All right, so I'm going to stop there for today. And we'll finish next time. But, but that's fun. I love reading these books. And um, I feel that what, it's, what it speaks to me in my heart, besides the, the factual information that um, in 1620 a group of pilgrims went from England to America, is the story that they were real people. They were a family. They were named the Chilterns, and uh, they had real suffering. And the children were involved in, in the help and in the caring and even in the sickness of Ellen's mother. And so these are things that, that speak to a whole family. of, And we could talk about how um, through difficulties of maybe COVID and pandemic and maybe uh, family members who have been sick and that it's important that everyone in the family is together to contribute, to help, to pray and to care. And that through, that through suffering still um, God can bring good things. And so many beautiful things came because these families had the courage to take trip on the ship of the Mayflower so far and under such difficult circumstances. And God has 
blessed all of us for generations because of what they had the courage to do. So these are little these are little things that children can absorb even if you don't spell it out for them and articulate it that way. And you don't have to and they can get bored with it. But just reading the story out loud, they are absorbing these ideas and these concepts of life, real life, that they will hold on to. Well, next time that we get together, I'm going to share some of my story about why I homeschool and how I homeschooled all six children and why this is the best show ever. Have a great day.